on the road with Baylor basketball. You're listening to the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. And, and again, this is a team that was preseason top five, returned five of their top six scorers. So um, we know that at the end of the day, they're going to be right there. So uh, even though they're not out to the start that they probably envisioned, um, we know it's a really good team, and Coach Izzo is a Hall of Fame coach. Now, on the road with the Bears, he is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Back with us on the road in Detroit today. Baylor and Michigan State comes up tomorrow on the air at 12.30, tip-off at 1. That's central time. Be a 2 o'clock tip-off here in the eastern time zone, Baylor and Michigan State from the Little Caesars Arena. And we're pleased to welcome in now the play-by-play voice for Michigan State basketball. Will Teeman joins us. And, Will, nice to be in your, uh, your part of the world, and we appreciate you being on with us today. No problem, John. And the good news is, for whatever reason, Last several years, here it is December, and we've had moderate weather, which is uh, when I moved here about a 1,000 years ago, we used to get snow by the feet. <laughs> now we get snow by the inches. Oh. Well, this is great weather. I, I mean, this is very nice uh, here today and I think tomorrow. And I'm sure you all are loving the 50s uh, in the temperature in December, right? We think it's swimming weather. <laughs> so, we like it a lot. It is really nice, and it's great to be here, and we look forward to it. You know, we were talking earlier, Aaron's uh, our producer in the studio, and we said, you know, there's neutral site games, and then there's neutral site games, and this one is technically a neutral site game, but uh, tell us what we should expect as far as the Michigan State crowd tomorrow here in Detroit. You know, John, it's really going to be interesting because, you know, it is the Christmas time. A lot of times when we play at Little Caesars Arena, it's like Michigan State and Oakland or, you know, a couple of local teams. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, um, I don't know what the crowd might be like, but it'll be heavy green and white, as you might imagine. And one of the nice things about having a, you know, a marquee game like this in Detroit, it's good for the city of Detroit, which is important to our state. And also, you know, getting a ticket at times to see MSU play at the Breslin Center is um, is hard. And so this, for some Spartan fans, um, it'll be their only shot to really see MSU play this year live. And the other part about this is the state of Michigan is, is a great sports state. And they look at Baylor coming into Detroit to play Michigan State, and they know it's going to be a top-level game. And so a lot of people just love college basketball, so you'll get some of those guys, but I think it's fair to guess it'll be a heavy green and white crowd. Well, there'll be a lot of green because uh, it's one of our colors also. So be a lot of green in the arena tomorrow. Is this something that Coach Izzo and Michigan State likes to do on a regular basis to try to play a game in Detroit? Yeah, a lot of times it's Oakland we play, and we have um, mm-hmm. we've had a couple tournament games in this building. This will be our, our sixth time in the building, I believe, and – and so, you know, there, one time we were there, there was a double there, Michigan and Detroit and us in Oakland. So he likes to get games in Detroit. He thinks it's good for the brand. He thinks it's good for the city. And uh, one of the things he likes about it, and obviously we're having a tough start to our season, but at the end of the day, um, man, as long as I've been around Tom, and it's been a few years now, he has welcomed playing the best teams in the country, getting ready for whatever's in front of us. 
And obviously, Baylor is, fits that bill at 9-0 and and ranked 6th in the country. So this is kind of game, even though things are a little soft at the moment. Uh, he loves these kind of games. Uh, personally, for me, I think it'd be great to have a home and home with Baylor. I think we need more of these mm-hmm. great games on the campus. I think that'd be great. We'd love to have Michigan State in, in Waco at some point. You know, and, and you mentioned Coach Izzo, and golly, 29th year Hall of Fame coach. Uh, you know, the, the brand that, that Coach Izzo and Michigan State brings, you know, in this matchup against Baylor, uh, it's just huge. No matter what the record is, you know, it's still, it's going to be tough game, and it's just a big, big matchup from a Baylor perspective when you go against Tom Izzo and Michigan State. Yeah, it's it's a couple great brands, and, and the job that uh, Scott Drew has done from looking afar, you know, when we're familiar with his father, as you might guess, because Valpo's right. not far down the road, but when he took the job at Baylor, I'm thinking, what is he doing with his <laughs> career? Because it was, as you guys know, it wasn't good when he showed up, and what he's been able to do in the time he's been there, not only did they get it turned around and win some games, but he's done great in the conference owned by Kansas, and he's got a national championship. So I think at the end of the day, what, what Scott has done with this program is one of the great jobs in the history of college basketball. It's, it's the biggest turnaround in the history of college basketball. I mean, no question. And Baylor was in such bad shape. And you're right, you know, Coach Drew took on the challenge, felt called to Baylor, and he's just a perfect fit for Baylor. So it's been tremendous. Um, what, what about what about the start for Michigan State this year? Four and five record, zero and two in the league. Uh, how would you uh, how would you describe that? I mean, how has that happened? The start so far. You know, John, it's a, it's a little bit of a mystery because there is talent there, and I could I could show you clips of games with like Duke, with Arizona, some really high level people. And and then I'd say, by the way, this record is four and five, and you wouldn't believe it. Uh, it's it's been very very strange what has happened. And I think the obvious thing you look at is that early on when you you lose your opener against you know James Madison, which was a shocker. But when you can't shoot, that I mean, this is make a basket business, right? And if you can't sure. make a jump shot that's wide open, you got a problem at this level. And so shooting has been an early issue, not so much of late. But finishing has been a real problem. I mean, in the Arizona game, Michigan State led with a couple minutes to go, uh, made a great effort coming back in the Wisconsin game, which was probably the worst game Michigan State has played this year. And I also credit Wisconsin for playing pretty well. But the game in Nebraska, again, having the lead late on the road, and so the pieces have been there, John, but I, I don't understand why it just all can't come together. I mean, I'm sure you guys have talked about lack of scoring in the post for Michigan State. These are, these are some things that are, just jump out at you. But I think it's more than that. And, and, and you know, teams are fragile. When they get going, they're almost unbeatable. When they have a little self-doubt, it's a little more difficult. And for whatever reason, this team has just not found itself yet. The, the skills there, it's not a perfect team, but it's a really, really good team. And it's a good enough team to compete at the highest level. I mean, this was a team that was ranked fourth preseason in the country. And right. now it's the only team in the Big Ten with a losing record. So you know it's there on paper, 
and, and what Coach Izzo is going to do to sort of reshuffle the deck and, and find the missing link. Uh, I mean, that's that's going to be the trick. And uh, if somebody's got to find it, I'd say he's qualified. <laughs> he's been pretty good. <laughs> I would say. I would say so. And let's make the point. I mean, four and five record, but four of your five losses are to ranked opponents. And I think average of, what, seven, seven and a half points per game per loss. So you played a really tough schedule so far. And that continues tomorrow. Yeah, and, and this is normal for us. Uh, mm-hmm. This is what we do every year. I mean, uh, it's the only difference is we haven't traveled quite as much to play these people as we have in the past. But at the end of the day, this is sort of the, the mantra of what, you know, Coach Izzo has built here and what he's trying to get done. But now we're down to the, the serious part of business here. You do have to win some games. And and if you look at Baylor, you're looking for, as Coach would say, an opportunity. And so you're looking for a major win, which Michigan State does not have yet this year. So you look at Baylor, 9-0, and ranked 6 in the country. If somehow MSU could upset Baylor tomorrow – well, I would say that would be a nice check mark, But at the end of the day, I think you would agree with this. No matter what the records are, this sounds so trite, but it really boils down to what do the guys do tomorrow? What does Baylor do tomorrow? What does MSU do tomorrow? What both ball clubs have done prior to tomorrow really won't make much difference. What are they going to do tomorrow? And that's the fun of playing these things. Yeah, you got that exactly right. Will team and our guest play-by-play voice of Michigan State basketball. Tell us about and our listeners about Tyson Walker, uh, leading scorer, uh, guard, a grad student, uh, third leading scorer in the Big Ten, I think, over 20 points a game. Boy, he seems like he's having a great start to his season. Tyson, is a, he's a special player, and it's interesting. Uh, Coach Izzo is not a big portal guy because he – he disbelieves there's a process, and he doesn't want to recruit over top of any of his ex- existing players. But but Tyson Walker was a transfer at a time, and we we didn't have a number two guy at a guard spot. <laughs> we needed somebody, and he wanted to elevate his game. And he's he's one of those fellows, and you'll love watching him tomorrow, John. You won't know if MSU is up or down by 20 points looking at his face. Uh, is without expression. In and he's been trying to carry this ball club, and and he's a winner. He's just one of those guys that knows how to win, and he's a tough guy, and he plays a great game offensively and defensively. But what really has to happen to Tyson Walker, he needs some help. I mean, if you take a look at guys around him, and, and I'll go to uh, Jay Nakins, one of our forwards, this young man can really shoot the lights out, and so far shooting a corner shot, that have been wide open have been difficult for him, and nobody can explain it. So Walker's going to get his, and he probably will try to do too much if the other guys can't score tomorrow. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to get some help from Akins. You're going to have to get some help from Hogard because as good as Baylor is, one guy is not going to beat Baylor, for sure, as you know. And, and so the issue is going to be where's that help going to come from. And the truth is, John – the starting five Tom puts out there tomorrow is good enough to win a, about any game it plays. The question is, is the team going to shoot well? It's, it's going to defend well. Not going to have many turnovers. You're really going to enjoy the tempo. This should be a fun game for both of us, calling an up-and-down game against these two ball clubs. But at the end of the day, MSU is shooting better, and it's just got to make some wide-open shots. 
The film I've seen on you guys, when you get wide open shots, you tend to make them. And that's a good thing. So MSU is going to have some wide open shots, too, tomorrow. And they just got to find a way to make them. Well, you mentioned that uh, Walker's a transfer from Northeastern, but Coach Izzo has, has famously stayed away from the portal for the most part. I, explain, is, is that just philosophical with him, uh, or, or what is his thought process when, as it relates to the portal? I don't think he's, he's anti-portal. I don't think he's anti-transfer because every individual has a reason to do what they're doing. You know what I mean? Could be a coaching change. Sure. Could be whatever. But I think as he sells Michigan State as a program, as he's done all these years, uh, when he talks to the, the, the student athletes and the moms and the dads and the grandmas and all that, what he says to them is, if you come here and you work hard, you'll get a fair shake. And so that's kind of where he is on this. If he's got a group of individuals that have paid the price, put in the time, he's not going to bring anybody to go over the top of them unless he literally doesn't have anybody at a certain position. And so he brought in a great freshman class, um, and he's got another really good one right behind it. And what he's, what he's selling to these parents is we're kind of old school. You come here, and you're going to get a fair shot, and you're not going to be you know, in a situation where if we find a, maybe a, a penny looks a little more shiny than your son, we're not going to go grab him. And, and disregard all the work your son has put in. And that's kind of what he has sold, and that's what he believes in. And I really thought maybe last season, John, he might go in and look for a better post player with more experience. And maybe better is the wrong word, but somebody with a little more game experience than what he had at the moment. And uh, But he didn't. He stuck with Monty Sissoko and a couple of other young players, and one, you know, and one of my fellow named Kohler, whom you would love to watch play, will not be playing tomorrow. Fractured his foot early. He's a fun guy to watch in the post. A lot of moves. And, but he stayed with what we've had, and that's what he believes in, and, and that's what he sells. So all coaches that are successful have something that they, that they kind of put, hang their hat on, and they stand for something. And, and everybody sees things differently, and this is how he sees it. And um, – just kind of the way he is. And I'm sure some people wish he to he would go in and maybe get a couple more players, especially since we're sitting at four and five. But at the end of the day, as you mentioned, he's a Hall of Fame coach. He's the winningest coach in the history of Big Ten basketball. I think he knows what he's doing. So if he says this is our path, that's the path I'm on. Yeah, absolutely. He's got the track record to uh, to back that up. Hey, it is great to visit with you. Appreciate your time today and look forward to seeing you over at the arena coming up tomorrow. I sure appreciate it, John. See you then.